1: today on the A game podcast is michael del Preet. he is an investor out of arizona specializing in the cleveland ohio market as well as the phoenix market doing everything from mobile homes to fix and flips to wholesales to sub two to creative financing to all kinds of different things he shares a lot about his journey from starting out working a normal job going into his first skill almost getting talked out of real estate in general and then scaling up to 30 to 60 deals a year going with a the partner then going off on his own and talking a lot about the things that go into it as far as the mindset and the consistency and the visions. And we talk all things, shapes and sizes, and uh, we get to know each other a little bit on this and figure out that we're very, very similar in our tales and our journeys and the ways we think and the way we put the business together. He has now become a force in the Arizona market by running ASRIA, which is the Arizona Real Estate Investors Association. They're doing up to 15 plus events a month to help people in that market and people who own in that market that most might not even live there do plenty of different things to figure out whether it's bringing in different team members, talking about the changes in the market, ways to just uh, structure deals you'll hear all the ins and outs on that so please check the show notes for all the ways to follow michael del Preet and to link in with his Azria group and the stuff that he's doing follow him on social media he's got great content he's connected to a lot of good players and he again came very highly recommended from people i know like and trust very much so didn't disappoint i've been handling him down to come on the podcast for a while and i'm very excited that he finally did and i had a great conversation and i think you guys are really enjoying too super laid-back guy very down to earth, very normal. Um, the kind of guys that I like talking to you because it makes you believe like, hey, this guy's just like me. If he did it, I can do it. And you can start to go from there. So definitely check the show notes file Michael Delpre. And as always, this episode is brought to you by Nationwide Business Capital Group. Go to nicknick.com slash links. Under our affiliates, you will see contact Marianne for money. Whether you're new, beginner, or advanced, it doesn't matter. If you need money for your deals, reach out to Marianne. Tell the A-Game podcast sent you, and she will find you the most competitive rates and terms to buy some real estate with, whether it's fix and flips, multifamily, buy and holds, whatever it may be, your refinances, your HELOCs, reach out to her. She will take care of you. Once she's done that, contact me, and we can talk about doing some real estate deals together. Whether you want to buy properties from me, sell properties to me, or find a way to collaborate and partner up on some deals in the future, text me, 516 and just let me know, hey, I want to do some deals together. Let's have a conversation. Let's figure out how this works. And we will get on. We'll have a conversation, and we'll find a way to work together on any and all platforms. Please follow us. Please subscribe to this podcast. Please follow us on social media, nicknicknick.com slash links. And finally, if you are looking to get a free checklist for ways to bring more value to your buyers as a real estate wholesaler, real estate agent, or real estate broker, go to nicknicknick.com slash pockets for your free checklist. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for subscribing. And thank you very much, Michael Dupree, for coming on. And thank you, Nako Nolan, for setting us up. I had a blast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I know I did. Thank you very much. A hey, Game Podcast. All right, my guest today on the A-Game podcast is Michael Del He He's a real estate investor and entrepreneur fighting out of Phoenix, Arizona. He's the founder of We Heart Houses that specializes in long-distance investing, making cash and cash flow, doing over 40 to 50 wholesale deals a year and has done over 500-plus deals to date. He is a basketball fanatic and coach and is the executive director of Azria, which is one of the largest and most reputable real estate investment clubs in the nation, Specializing in the Arizona market. He is a father, a husband, a world traveler, and he is today's guest on the A Game podcast. Welcome and thank you for being here, Michael Delpre.
0: Thank you so much for having me, man. It's an honor. Dude, you, you
1: come very, very highly recommended from uh, guys that I know, like, and trust. So I've been excited to get you on. I know I've been kind cool. of trying to chase you down for a little bit. You've been a busy yes. guy. So thank you. I, uh, I'm very excited to talk to you. You know, there's a, a number of different things we can go in and talk about on this, but mm-hmm. I want to start out just for people that don't know you yet. Give like a 30,000 quick uh, snapshot of who you are and where you came from.
0: Yeah, well, I think your intro is pr- pretty good, <laughs> man. Um, you know, just, uh, man, I've been investing 12 years in the Arizona market uh, recently over the last few years, a uh, transition as well as in Cleveland, Ohio. So just, you know, I'm all around investor, man, I've, you know, started off wholesaling on uh, the very beginning, still do it to this day. And as you know, as a wholesaler, you start to get exposed, you have to understand how other investors think in order to get the deals to them properly, right? And Fix and flip, landlord, short-term rental, whatever it is that they're doing, you got to understand all those positions. So over the years at being a wholesaler, I was able to learn other strategies. So as things come in the pip- pipeline from the marketing, you know, you start buying some rentals, some are flips, some are wholesale. So, you know, 30,000, that led me to instructing at ASRIA, the Real Estate Investing Association here in Phoenix, um, and just... I was always a part of the community, man. I think relationships are 80% of our business. Um, and, you know, I found that right here in town at the groups, at the meetings, at the presentations. That's where I met my private money lenders. And I met. that's how I got deals, built relationships. So I was always a part of the community. Um, so I stayed there for the last 12 years as well and just grew into that instructing position and helping others, really, because I everyone always helped me at... Through all, the, whether it's a mentor, or coach, friend, always it was always someone else helping, uh, help me grow. So I always wanted to give that back as well to the RIA. So it um, led to becoming the executive director. Thirty thousand <laughs> foot overview. In short, uh, so that's where I am, man.
1: That's perfect, man. I know sometimes I hear people talk about, like, how'd you come up with that name or what made you do A, B, and C? And they're like, well, it just looked really cool in print for people watching this on YouTube or in clips, like. As Asria just flows really well in print, man. It looks, it, I just, I like it. Like it's, it's a great you. logo. The, the letters just kind of pop out. Like I'm like something I want to learn more about. It's really awesome. Awesome. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Nice, man. So a couple of things I definitely want to ask about. One of them, you mentioned you're in Phoenix, which, correct. you know, I've said for the last 15 years that I've been investing when I first go, when I started, especially like on the realtor broker side, when I tell people like, Hey, I want to get into investing. It's always been too late. It's too late. You should have gotten in last year. Now it's too competitive. There's no deals. Too many people are doing that. And yeah, like that's true, but it's kind of always been true. And people are still, it's like, is there no deals or is there somebody on Instagram every day talking about how they're making six figures a month and multiple people in each market. And I think people that would initially be thinking about getting in, and they're going, okay, I want to invest. I heard Arizona is good. It always happens to be one of the more Hey, Texas, mm-hmm. Florida, Arizona. And then you hear like the Pace Morbys and the Steve Trangs and those guys are in there. So you start to psych yourself out and go, well, I definitely can't compete with those guys, but there's so much to be made and so many deals out there and so many ways to put things together that people, I don't think understand the amount of opportunities out there that even if like one person was doing that, well, they can't do everything. So for you yep. being in a market that is a competitive market with some pretty big names that are known out there and still going in and taking, taking, uh, taking some really good wins out of that market, what is your mindset going in when you hear somebody worrying about the competition in their market?
0: Got it. Great question. So, all right. So yes, this is like with really a guru city, you know, like everyone <laughs> on the internet is here at some level. Right. And um, so when I hear that, so it's a, it, it, a lot of things come to mind. So, who are you as an investor, right? you trying to do one deal a year or you're trying to do 10 a month or whatever it is. So it starts there, right? Um, and it, what was that, that book, Science of Getting Rich? I don't know if you recall that. Uh, I remember when I first started, I always had that, that fear of like, oh, I got to do something with this deal. I can't lose it, right? But then that book, it said, there's always going to be another deal. So that really sunk in with me not to like think irrationally. So, so there's always going to be a deal here, right? And I think it's just one, depending on who are you, what are you trying to do as an investor? What's your strategy? And um, there's cash always works until it doesn't. So what are, are you educating yourself on other strategies to acquire that deal? Just because there's a bunch of cash players, hedge funds, big names, flippers, whatever you want to call it, getting all these deals, but not all these deals have equity or not all these deals need cash like a lot of tired landlords they don't want to pay uncle sam next year right so maybe those owner financing and subject twos come into play so um i think if you're one you have more tools in the toolbox to allow you to do more deals than most um and i also think uh it goes down to like the marketing right um and what we were talking about earlier people doing business with like who they trust and who they like um like you and also going getting me on the podcast right like we had some schedule, but you stayed on top of me, boom, boom, boom. Until it's was just like, I got to do this. Like, I, you know, <laughs> I'm falling behind, right, man? So it's like the persistency, the marketing, the consistency. So I think if you're writing enough offers and you're marketing yourself, you will get a deal. It's just, in, it's inevitable, right? So I, hopefully that kind of clears it up. So I think it's a consistent marketing. Um, always you be writing those offers. That's the highest income generating activity you can do in your business, And then having creative ways to approach the deal and find a solution to get the deal done.
1: I love that. And I I think that that's a a very good point that you really have to not worry so much about what other people are doing, but just work yourself. Like, what do you need to be doing? And that you can't control what other people's things are. And I I agree, you know, it really is just a numbers game. And and it's that double edged sword, you know, like in some markets where it's like, man, it's really competitive. Like, okay, but so maybe you have to put out more offers and put a little bit of time in. But on the flip side, when you get a deal, you could probably move it for more than your average market. You have way more buyers in those competitive markets, so it, it's all you know. Like you said, are you going to focus on the opportunity or are you going to focus on the obstacle? Because either way, you can talk yourself in or out of pretty much any market. You know, you see the other people like, oh, well, there's there's nobody in my market. It's like, okay, well, that's the opposite problem. Like you, you can't have mm-hmm. both. Like you know, which is it? So I love that man. And uh, so on your underwriting stuff there, because I do like what you said about the multiple tools in the tool belt.
0: Mm-hmm. What
1: is your process for now? Being that you have cash flow stuff, flip stuff, wholesale stuff, creative deal stuff. Are you taking deals that come in and basically scrubbing them through like four or five different exit strategies? Or do you have your one or two that are like your go tos? And then if it doesn't work now, you kind of go to your BCD? Like, what's your process for screening deals?
0: Yeah, for, for Cleveland, Ohio, we have our, our criteria for buying holds, right? So I started off in Cleveland wholesaling to get to learn the market. But then once we figured that, so we have a criteria, specific zip codes specific product that we want to buy. And that's where all our marketing goes. So we usually get a lot of that to come in. And then, you know, my, I got my sales rep and um, my underwriter that will just kind of like evaluate it, see if it meets the criteria. If it does, they bring it to the table. If it doesn't meet the criteria, then I have a boots on the ground wholesaler out there who I just run it by. What well, can we wholesale this at? What's the buyer's market at? And I just do simply JB with him. I don't overthink it. I don't have a, a huge buyer's list out there. I just let him do the work. Um, he brings the buyer. He tells me what I need to lock it in to wholesale it. Um, and that's it. You know, so that's kind of the process for Cleveland here in Phoenix. Um, a lot of resources. So like I said, it goes down the pipeline and it's like, what's, what's the best fit? Is it a hold? Is it a flip? Is it a wholesale? Where's it fit in us? Where, you know, that that's pretty much And, and me and my wife will we'll, we'll run through those numbers here in Phoenix.
1: That's awesome, man. So I know you, you talked about a couple of different things there that I, I think are all important parts. One of them, the... The fact of wholesaling first to learn the market, I think is brilliant because people worry about risk, but then they want to jump past that. They go from being too scared to jump in because things could go wrong. And then they go and they just buy something without being diligent. And I think backing up and doing a wholesale strategy in a market is such a brilliant way with low risk to really learn about like the teams and the days on market and like what the cash buyers are doing and all those different things. So Did that happen almost by accident or was that an intentional thing you did going in that we're going to start with this so we do kind of have a learning curve that's not on our own dime?
0: Yes. uh, For Cleveland, yes. 100% wholesale first. Let's figure it out because, yeah, as you know, going to market, you don't know the neighborhoods, the pockets, crossing streets. You don't know the contractors. You know, Going in there as a a landlord, I had some relationships out there, but not enough to – start putting out the cash to, to hold the properties. So yes, for me, it, it made me uh, more comfortable going the wholesale route. Um, and I always say like, especially yeah, some people want to jump in. I've seen a lot of people get scammed, like in a way of like misled, like go buy the, from an agent, buy this property, it's a great property. Then there's like foundation issues and they don't do the right, right uh, due diligence, right? Um, ultimately boils down to the investor's fault. But um, yeah, I mean, that, that's how I built my team. So, but I'll also say, going back in the beginning, who are you as an investor, right? Like, so not everyone could build a marketing plan, right? Or figure out how to cold call, skip trace, text message, rebuttals, you know what I mean? And, and some people might work nine to five and they're just like, yo, how am I going to build a marketing system to, to pump leads into my business? And when they do come in, how am I going to follow up? Because all that comes into follow-up is the key, right? So it's like, so... I could see from some people's perspective that it could be hard in that aspect. Right. So I I think, I don't know where I'm taking it, but I'm just saying like, so yes, wholesaling is great, but also who are you as an investor, man, maybe just buying turnkey in the the market for your first one or two properties is the way to go. Right. Until you can build your team and build the resources.
1: Yeah, man. I I think you, you piggyback that very nicely on the last point about, like you said, n- knowing who you are as an investor and not having that scarcity mindset, like the the, it's the, the science of getting rich, I think mm, you said was the yeah, yeah. That type of thing, because uh, I know I went through it initially. It's like, you want to hold everything because you think it's the last deal. This is the only mm. deal I'm ever going to get. But I think if you look at a big picture, like you said, of like five, 10 year business, and you take six to 12 months and just wholesale and make some money. Now you do have reserves for buy and hold if there is some vacancies or things you didn't know about. And I think there's the tendency for, I need to jump in and this is a rental and this is going to be the thing that pays me forever, but you know, sharpening the ax and learning those things will keep you from maybe going and proactively buying a deal that you didn't do enough due diligence on and now that's actually costing you money. So I love that. And I think it is just a little bit of having enough discipline to say- I am going to take six months and just not hold anything and reach out and teammate. And I that's a whole other thing that blows me away with the way mm-hmm. I started 15 years ago. You didn't have people that would collaborate. Everybody was competition and you couldn't connect on podcasts and Facebook groups and all those things. Like yep. I think it was like MySpace and eBay were like really yeah. the only, the only kind of things, maybe like Craigslist. But so like in that situation, how did you find somebody to work with on a JV? And, and what does the structure look like there?
0: Okay, so um, for Cleveland, is that where we're saying like how to find? Something? Correct. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like you hit it too. Like there wasn't all these resources. So check this out. So here in Phoenix, met up with some investors. They they're pretty big online, right? So like I said, a lot of people come through town through events and stuff like that. So a buddy invited me to a comedy show. Uh, a gentleman came on. Uh, pretty big on on the internet. I was like, oh wow. So we got to hang out all night. Then you know pictures you know you know resharing and all that stuff right um from the night and so he reshared some stuff that I did on Instagram uh someone hit me up well I got a bunch of messages actually from that person but like someone hit me up like yo I'm in Cleveland if you ever need anything out here hit me up I saw you on on this page I was like oh cool nice to meet you I'm like I'm getting ready to go into Cleveland like you know just being in the game man just doing what needs to be done right so it's like he reached out. So I kept that in mind. So as I prepared my wholesale business and my leads to get to go into Cleveland, I hit him up. Right. And I started just having that courting the recently relationships, like, who are you? What do you do? Send me some deals, little tests. Hey, go try this. Get me this. Can you go to this house? Get some pictures. And I just noticed he was just thorough on top of things. I could count on him. We did, so we did our first one or two deals. It all just went smooth. And that's It was from Instagram. (laughs) That's how he was he that's how I got my contractors, property managers. Um, what else did he yeah, just three other wholesalers? Yeah, that's yeah, man. That's how I started. Is I I literally probably the first 10-15 deals I did out there, I split them with them. Just I was you know, no percentage. Well, 50-50, man. Don't care. I'll give up the pie to get those resources and that education because he's telling me. I'm like, why is this house this price and it's bigger and nicer, but it's cheaper than the house over there. It's like, it's the neighborhood, man. If you cross this street, you go up that block and you turn around. It's like, you know, you. Know, I, I was operating through Google maps, man. <laughs> like you can only get, understand so much. So um, yeah, man, it was being, being in the game, started posting, which I highly recommend. Um, I, I still need to get better at it, but like putting your, telling people what you do, putting yourself out there. Constantly make, like, making the offers. you got to constantly be posting, constantly telling people what you're looking for and what you want in life. Like, and it'll come some weird way. <laughs> it shows up.
1: I love that, man. It is, it is amazing how social media has been a connector. And uh, it, as much as it's, it's got its negative stuff, there's yeah. so many positives to it. And I feel like it's, it's like you said, just about being consistent on it and putting yourself out there. It, it's blown me away how people will reach out to me And then I'll like look back and be like, we're not even friends. You've never liked any of my stuff. You never commented on any of my stuff, but there's people watching. I don't know what it is about them, but it happens all the time. And like, you don't think that it's like, man, this post didn't get any engagement, but that's why you have to keep doing it. You can't look for like the immediate gratification. So even if you put something out there and like a bunch of people don't react to it, you never know who's in the background looking that might call you and offer you a hundred grand for a deal or want to partner up in their marketing stuff, man. It, it's pretty crazy.
0: It's, it's, it goes a lot. It's like that social proof, right? So showing people you're actually doing things. Uh, I like to always say, um, people are voyeurs, right? Like they're like, <laughs> like, what are you doing? You know? Cause uh, literally this weekend we were hanging out and, uh, someone I haven't seen in years like, yo, I'm watching everything you do on Instagram. I like how you said this. Like you said, never liked, never shared, never commented, nothing. I'm like, oh, I didn't even know you were on, you know, social media, you know? So um, it's great. People are watching, man. And yeah, you got to just be out there telling people what you do, man.
1: It is funny. One of my friends from college hit me up yesterday and he's like, dude, you've been doing this podcast. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm like 200 episodes in. He goes, wow, it's good. And I was like, thanks, man. He goes, no, no. I was like, I got to tell you, he goes, I- I really didn't think it was going to be good. He's like, the bar was really low. And I was like, thanks, dude. You know, people know you sometimes it's just the, you know, the guy hanging out because you don't have these types of conversations. So I almost feel like it, it also gives you uh, an outlet to show people that might not know the business side of you that side without mm-hmm. like forcing it down people's throats. So it's a way to kind of say like, this is also a part of me but obviously I'm not going to have, you know, Thanksgiving dinner and we're going to talk about rate of return and how, you know what I mean? So like, yeah, you kinda, exactly. it's like a softly like, Hey, here's just another layer of me. And if you're interested in it, awesome. It's here for you. So I think it's really good. And you are doing an awesome job, man. So we'll talk about it. Sure. At the end, but yeah. anybody listening now, look at the notes for this podcast and I'll have all your social stuff on there. But cool. I think your Instagram content is freaking outstanding, man. You're doing an awesome job with that. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Definitely, man. So on the, uh, on the side of like, building out your teams and and all this stuff. I think initially you were talking about when you first got into this, you were like really doing a a grind, like before and after work when you were still working in another arena, what was the, what was the mindset kind of going in? Like what sparked real estate for you that that was the thing that you said, I'm going to hyper-focus on that. And then like a piggyback to you for other people starting out, what would you say the goal is for like, you're going to start out and people want to leave their job. What's the process for like, this should be your first year and this is what you should look for to fire your boss. Got it.
0: Okay. So, you know, when I first started, um, you know, you know, you gotta, you gotta be all right, right. I remember going to this like a seminar right before real estate. And this guy was, uh, you know, selling a computer that was like this big, right? <laughs> you know, it was like $17,000 and go to swipe the credit card in the back. And I was just, I was always in search for something. I always knew I didn't belong where I was. And that gut feeling, right, I, I'm, I deserve better than this, right? What, what do I need to do? But you just don't, don't know what to do because that's how you're raised, what you're exposed to, right? So you just don't know what is better, right? So um, he's, he, he sat there. Obviously, I knew I wasn't going to swipe a credit card. I wasn't going to buy the program. But he said, um, if there's anything you take away from this event today, he's like, buy this book. And he wrote Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. I was like, well, I could do that. I even went to the half price bookstore to get it half off. So it was like, got the book, right? So then you start going to other events, like even like in real estate, right? So it's like, you're always like, yo, let's get 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 on with the mindset stuff, right? Get straight to the, I need to know how to close a deal. I need to know how to make a check, you know? Um, and I would say, I hate the mindset stuff. So I say so all that to say, it's the mindset. Like, it's the way you think, you know, um, it's the way you... you If you don't have the the proper attitude just like you said the friends that heard your podcast like if you're whether yeah if you're in that mindset in the gutter and you don't think you can do it or you don't have bigger dreams or bigger visions um or the the this the attitude to be disciplined to do the same thing every day to get you to the next step um it's not i don't care how smart you are right it's not going to work you can know everything in every book and every strategy but if you don't have the attitude to be better or, or get better or, you know, you get what I'm saying, man. So I think it's mindset, <laughs> all, you know, say all that. So I, uh, I, I go deep down that road, man. I've the movie, the secret. Yeah. Um, John asaraf He's like the street kid. I don't know if you remember that movie or the yeah. documentary. So I remember just saying, yeah, I'm going to work with that guy one day, man. So then I saw him on Facebook years ago. I worked studied under him for a year right and it's all it was was just it's up here man and like he he gave me a story about like how he went from if you're gonna take a boat from la to hawaii for example um you're gonna get on there you're gonna be with your friends you're gonna have your drinks and be enjoying yourself excited to take this little trip on the ocean and then you set the the gps to hawaii and say whatever eight hours it's gonna take us and here's the route through the ocean but what's going to happen, right? Once the minute the boat sails, waves, right? You get what I'm saying? Waves, wind. It's you're going to the, the GPS doesn't go off track. What do you got to do? You got to stop what you're doing, go adjust it a little bit. Keep going. It's an adjust. It's Something to have the wind, whatever is going to happen is going to ruin your 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 target. So you're always adjusting and you're always being conscious that you got to stay on track. Um, I think that that stuck with me, man. Um, And I just know, hey, this is when I want to close one deal. This is what I got to do. This is how you get, you don't have to reinvent the wheel, right? Listen to your podcast, go find a local coach or mentor, whatever you have to do. How do I get my first deal? A, B, C, it's not that hard. Don't make this business harder than it is. And just repeat those actions over and over. Make a mistake, learn from your mistake. Don't repeat it over and over. And just don't think about, well, yes, think about the big, dreams as motivation inspiration to keep you going but just keep repeating those steps man it's really one two three uh you know that's what made sense to me man i just found it and just kept kept doing the same stuff every day
1: man it's such a good answer man and i i love that whole process behind it's it's almost a fantasy that gets you in but it's it's the boring monotony that that gets you there yeah. you know what i mean it's like you know, you have to have yeah. this big. I want to live in Hawaii. I want to do these things. It's yeah. like awesome. Like that's what's going to make you kind of do that. But to get there, it's a really, really boring, boring journey. But that stuff, um, it, it's really. I love that you said the mindset stuff because it's crazy that the more new investors I talk to, they just want give me the A to D, give me the nuts to bolts, give me the calculator. It's like, man, you already have those things. You you've already listen to 100 interviews, watch, you know, listen to Pockets. you've downloaded everything, like you have all the tools you need, why aren't you successful? And then you tell a mindset and they roll, I don't want to hear that crap. Yeah, yeah. you realize like, like, I've had millionaire after millionaire, successful athlete, champion after champion after champion. And every single one of them is like, the mindset is the most important thing. But you it's not for you, though. You're the like, you know, it's always Yeah, I don't know what it is that people have to get to that point. And even like me, man, like the last couple of years with everything going on with COVID and stuff, I realized that, like, I kind of got away from it. And it was like, you know what, like, I, I kind of said, I've had enough of that, I need to get more of the tactical stuff. And until I went back and got my head straight again, like, you, you just hit those legs, man. So uh, I'm, I'm with you on it. I just, I don't awesome. know why people fight that whole thing. Because it's like, you know, yeah. it it means everything, even, you know, uh, jiu-jitsu champions, and all the guys, MMA champions, you can tell, like, when they say that they're not, mentally in there they, they get their butts kicked and I, I remember like um Kevin James was talking to my buddy Chris mm-hmm. Weidman and he was like man one of the fights I saw you lose I was getting on you before because I was like look man your, your car is a mess this is a mess like you're not on top of this you didn't call me back for that and he was like dude I'm, I'm training for a fight that stuff doesn't matter and he was like no 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 that's the exact point like all these little things matter
0: and that's yeah, what gets
1: you to that point. Like you have to do it all the same way. So the stuff you're saying there, I think I agree with it's those little consistent things every day of just measuring and accountable and can like, that's, that's what gets you yeah. to the finish line, man.
0: And if I could add to that, just I, like from part of my story that I always tell is it's being that way, right. You know, jumping into the business that go part, the part, how how I quit the job. Right. So it's like, um, so I started doing that and I got, so I found this guy back in the day, Tyrone Taylor, he had a hundred free videos on how to do wholesale. Like you hit it, right? You said back then it was pay to play, man. Like if you wanted info, you had to buy the course, the binders, the books, the CDs, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so it wasn't freely on the internet. So he had a hundred videos on how to wholesale real estate. I was like, shoot, let me just do this. Not knowing what wholesale was. I So I just watched the videos and I applied it. that was it did the bandit sign thing right got a deal some guy had to sell his uh had to sell his condo and this was in the the crash right i'm trying to buy a condo in phoenix where there's nine million cookie cutter 2002 built tile roof houses at dirt cheap and i got a a condo in the hood so it's like (laughs) but the guy he was like his mother was sick unfortunately he had to move back to take care of her so he needed to sell he didn't want to sell right? So that's a deal, right? So um, I closed my first deal, long story short, in 45 days from bandit signs, direct mail, driving for dollars, all that stuff. Um, and then I, I did that deal. And then I was kept going. So I was like, I got to get another one. It's I didn't know if this was a, be real, right? So <laughs> then I found my next one. And and so I say, by being in the game, I was promoting on Craigslist, a house I got under contract, overpriced it, did it wrong, uh, too high, but it was the right area. Gentleman called and was like, hey, I saw this property, blah, blah, blah. I was on my 15-minute break at my job, checking the voicemails. And uh, I knew the voice, and I was like, wow, this person the name, it sounded familiar. So I called him back, and I went to high school with him, like, years before. So I was like, yo, what's up? You know, that whole catch-up kind of conversation. And he was like, hey, I was like, what are you doing? He's like, what are you doing with this house? I was like, I'm trying to wholesale. He's like, yo, I've been doing it for five years. I was like, oh, okay. He's like, why don't you come by the office and we'll catch up and talk about what you're doing. Cool. And before we hung up, he goes, bring all your leads that ever told you no. I'm like, they're no. Either, you know, it's a no. Why do you want those? So I had like a stack of paper, 20, 20 different leads or so. Went there, caught up. And at the end of the day, he's like, hey, let me work those deals. Let me check them out. Let me work on them. I'm like, all right, they already told me no. So what happened there, Right he could see the invisible. So whoever's listening to this, if I go into your job or your place of business and you had to train me tomorrow morning to do exactly your position, I know nothing about, um, you're gonna know my my failures, you know the questions I'm gonna ask, you know the obstacles I'm gonna face and you could paint that road for me and make it easier. So he saw that. So he took those 20 leads and in four months I had 15 grand in my bank account because he went back, renegotiated them, better rapport, right, comped it right, estimated repairs properly, and gave the proper offer, the proper structure to get the deal done, so that just blew my mind, man, so came to the point what we learned in that meeting was um, traffic times conversion equals revenue, right, I was a marketer, I could make our phone ring, he was a converter, so I couldn't convert, and he couldn't market, (laughs) boom, Uh, 50-50 partnership, I did 30 deals my first year, and what did I do, I just leaned on him. I just listened to the conversations, whether it's a cash buyer, motivated seller, just networking with other investors, going to all the meetups, whatever it was. I just listened and I copied. And I just became that investor myself. So we, we did 30 deals our next year, second year in the business. We parted ways, long story, and then never stopped from there. And I say all that, it goes back to the mindset, just wanting to get it done, doing it every day, and then surrounding yourself with the right people that already been down that path, whether you got to pay for it, bring value to the table. That was my value. I could bring leads. So he saw that valuable to him. So he's willing to give the information. So whatever it is that you can do, just get around somebody that could show you the path so you can get it done faster.
1: I think that that's excellent advice, man. So when you start to go into that, at what point did you decide, like, I'm going to do this full time and I'm going to leave my job. Cause I mean, I've, I've 30 deals a year. That's usually a, uh, a, a pretty significant lifestyle change that you're going, Hey, if I could do 30 deals a year part-time, what could I do full-time?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Going into that question. So I didn't answer it. So with, with that lean, being able to lean on him, I went from full-time then I went part-time But I was like, yo, all right, money's coming in. I see the pipeline building up. I gave the notice to the job. I still wasn't ready. I didn't go burn <laughs> the boats. You know, I had, a, I had a, a son was two years old, newly married kind of thing. Like, just kicking off the family. So I was, I still wasn't ready. So I said, I went part-time. And then yet, yeah, then within the year though, I went December 12th, 2009 is when I uh, fired the boss. And I remember to this day, man, three, three higher up management. I was on my way to be upper middle management, you know, go from whatever 40 K a year, uh, 50 hours a week to 50 K a year, 60 hours a week. And like, so I remember, This is the crash time so i remember three guys right they're just hanging out there i'm like i'm what are you gonna do mike i was like i'm done and whatever a little different than that but i was like i'm getting the real estate and they just started laughing man they literally not even making this up took the paper newspaper off his desk and goes real estate's the worst it's ever been in history mike what are you thinking you got a job you know what i'm saying like security and i was just and i second guessed myself in that moment like these are some smart guys. They're successful within the company. They do well, but I was like in my cat. I'm like, yo, man, my bank account. I like, I've made more money this this year than two years being here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like when I caught myself. I was like, nah, man, I know it's right. You know, and went for, yeah, it's left. <laughs> so That's yeah, man,
1: awesome dude. I, That's I why love that
0: part time, quitting. So yeah, you don't have to. It's easy to get on the internet and be like, burn the boats. I believe in that but if you're not up here right like if you're not ready to go all in and and give it and sacrifice and do whatever needs to be done and become a better person you're going to be back at that job man right like and if you're not and there's nothing wrong with that going burning the boats or not and going part-time to quitting whatever works for you man come up with a plan and do it that's
1: the key you know um that's my thoughts Great thoughts and a great answer, you know, and I think it comes down to a lot of the time you you had motivation and I feel like a lot of the time people are too reactive instead of proactive and they wait till their job cans them or like they go into a recession. Now they haven't had any money for two years and they go, well, now I'm going to make a change, you know, and and I was guilty of it, man. Like I had to have like a life altering injury to really like get off my ass and do something. So I I always prefer your approach and respect that so much more. Cause I'm always like, look, you don't have to be rich on Monday, but if you have a job and you have some income and you have some free time, use that now to work Mm. yourself out of that, because it's the least stressful way to go. It's just, when people are comfortable, they don't care enough. They're not in enough of a painful position to make that change. So I, I very much respect the fact that you did and you made the change before the change was made for you. Cause I don't hear that a lot.
0: Yeah. Um, like you said pain people move what is it they move away from pain faster than towards pleasure yeah yeah right everyone has their i look at it like you know make life a game man like it's a <laughs> game right it's just like playing a video game stack the cards on your side figure out how to win man you know don't don't over overthink it and take it too seriously it is serious but like especially when you have family kids but like you play game man i i play games with myself i like I, sometimes I know I got, I wait to last minute. Right. So I got, I move quick when the fire's under my feet. So sometimes I just put myself in those positions <laughs> then things are getting done. Whatever it is, understand yourself, man. Try to try to play that game, man, with yourself. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I know you gotta, yeah. work you gotta work to your strengths. You gotta learn a little bit. You got to yeah. have that self-awareness to you know, like how you work for yourself, how you, how you motivate yourself. What, what makes you perform at your best? I, I think it's a, uh, a super important tool there. But I, I think what you also just said is such a common, common thing that people don't put enough in, but it's like that, that movie sliding doors where anybody that wants to get into real estate, or maybe they want to invest with one of us or, or go and Mm -hmm. like sign up for some sort of mentorship or whatever. And the first thing they do is they go, I'm scared. I'm going to go ask somebody their advice. And they always ask people that have never done it have no experience with it, they only know somebody who knows somebody, and then they listen to that person, you know? Like in almost any other Mm -hmm. type, like I don't care who they are, the most successful people I know, if I go to them and I go, hey, what do you, like, what do you think? they go, oh, this person wanted to do jujitsu, don't go do it. I go, oh man, well, how long have you been doing it? I've never done jujitsu day in my life. I was, why would you ask that guy? They're like, you're right. But with real estate, Mm -hmm. they ask everybody who's never done any real estate and they go, well, that person must know. And I go, okay, so me that's been doing it for 15 years, I'm the one that's wrong. You know, and these uh, that's just a crazy thing. But like back to like the sliding doors thing, you could have listened to those guys and legitimately been like, they're smart guys. What they're saying, it does make sense. It's not a crazy thing to say. I'm gonna listen to them and your life is completely different.
0: I think that goes maybe deeper, right? Because they know they can okay, so being especially at the Rio or just being in the business, you come across a lot of new people right? These come and go, come and go. R- I hate to say it, but 99% of the people that are new and listening to this just might not make it, you know? And it's, it's, it's up to you to make the difference. So um, it's, it's like, yeah, they come in. Here's what I, what do you do, Mike? Oh, I want to pick your brain. Let's have a, <laughs> have you a cup of coffee. Way more, My brain's worth more than a coffee, but um, here's what, okay, here's what I do. I don't care. I do this every day. I do this and this. One, two, three. Just do that. If you do the work, I'll help you out. I'll know by the questions you're asking me if you are doing the work, but then you wanna go reinvent the wheel and say, I think I could do it better this way, or I think, what if we just did this? Which they may be right in some way, right? They might have another angle to look at, something I've never seen, but this is what works for me and this is how I'm getting my deals today. Just go copy it. Then you can go add your your flavor on it. But uh, I think sometimes people know they get close to success and they sabotage themselves. I think it might be even deeper issue than you know, oh, you know, you know what I'm saying. And then whatever, uh, yeah. I think that's. I think just being around the people. I think a lot of people sabotage themselves. To tell you the truth,
1: and it's gotta work. It. It's work. If you have been kicking yourself that you didn't start investing in real estate sooner, whether you're beginner, intermediate, or advanced, any way you're looking to get it on a residential, commercial, land development, wholesale, or fix and flips, whatever it is, let's find a way to get you involved in some projects, get you some properties whether you want to sell. or cash flow, multifamily, whatever it is you're looking for, let's figure out a way to get you involved, or find a way for us to partner up on some deals. Go to www.nicknicknick.com, go on the consultation tab and figure out how to schedule an appointment to talk about where you fit in if you are not sure, or you can just reach out to me on any of my social media channels if you go on wwwnicknicknickcom slash you see It, so it Everybody that invests in real estate always just says they wish they did it sooner. Better. Best time to start is today. Yeah, man, it. it's true. You know, it's, it's been coming up more and more. Like maybe it's something that I need to hear that I'm just hearing it more and more, but I almost feel like on some level, it's the, the fear of success isn't talked about as much as the fear of failure And I think sometimes people like like a great example, dude, is like the, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with John Jones, a famous UFC fighter, like known as one one of the probably will go down as long as he stops tarnishing his reputation is like one of the greatest ones of all time. And he was on the Joe Rogan podcast and he was Mm -hmm. like, I've never told anybody this, but if I have my championship fight on Saturday, on Wednesday, I'm sneaking out of the house and I'm going, I'm getting blackout drunk by myself and I'm not telling anybody he goes and I, I, I do that. So that way, Mm -hmm. if I lose my fight on Saturday, I can pull that out of the hat and go, well, of course I lost. It's because I went out on." and you almost set yourself Mm -hmm. up with that crutch because it's almost a scarier thought to think of. I gave this my all and I was not successful because you can always kind of lean on like, well, I I really didn't because I didn't make the phone calls or I didn't X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. But then that whole other side of it of like, what if this does work and what if I do? And I, I don't know. I don't know what it is about that, but, like, I like I look yeah. back, I almost wish That's I had, like, a psychology degree, you know? Yeah.
0: Saying? No, look, like, what you said is important. Like, he said, um, like, he already had a plan B kind of, right? He, like, what if I, he already had, to, he, in his mind, he already planned that he might lose, right? So, I guess yeah. that could be some type of uh, something to stop you from succeeding. Did he win that fight? You yeah, know? He's
1: won every fight. Like, he's All never right, lost.
0: But, it's crazy. Well, he did it. Awesome, man. I wonder, like, yeah, man, I mean. Yeah, I think sometimes people are just scared to do it, right?
1: I don't know. Yeah, I mean, obviously that's not the, I, I think in, in when you're, he's like the 1% of the 1% of the 1% that could yeah. actually get away with doing that. Most of the time that's not gonna work, but it really is that kind of thing where the, the whole slaying dragons or eat that frog stuff mm-hmm. of, I, I, I remember I used to do, like when I was doing more mentoring, I'd be like, all right guys, mm-hmm. like here's what you wanna say to realtors. I'm gonna make a bunch of calls and then you're gonna take an hour. You're going to go to your hotel and you're going to do the same exact thing. Hour later, they would come back and go, Hey, how'd the calls go? Uh, I made one. Well, no, they I yeah, I know. I, I rearranged my sock drawer. I re-enrolled in college. I called my dad. I haven't talked to him in 15 years. Like they did everything except for the thing that they were supposed to do. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I think that's like, you're saying like that weird self-sabotage of just, you find excuses to make the things that are the revenue generating activities that are important and like procrastinate on them and like we're we're just a weird funny crazy species yeah. which like full circle man that's why i think it does all go back to the mindset and that's yeah. not always just the mindset of like i can do this it's all these little crazy things that you self-sabotage you probably don't even realize you're doing
0: yeah i had to start um in order to stop procrastinating i just started procrastinating i'm procrastinating <laughs> <laughs> kind of kind of worked <laughs>
1: but, so that, um, that's that's interesting as you said you work with that mindset coach from the secret for a while like what kind of like uh, little tips and tricks did you pick up for more for being more productive or being more optimistic
0: yeah great question man um proximity is power like tony robbins said right you know being around whether it's a good crowd or bad crowd you're going to be that in that you're going to operate in that so um i always think because I used to have like uh the group it was was all entrepreneurs, right? Trying to scale up and stuff like that. So just being that energy of just being in the mastermind of people together, I think w- was was huge. Uh, he was for him, he was he was big on um, vision. So he was he started like the vision boards and all that stuff. So he's big on vision. The people you hang around with, and um, t- being disciplined on your actions, taking the right actions at the right time. No one, well, like I said, how do you get how do you get your first deal? One, two, three. Just go do that. He's like you just get with the mentor that knows those right steps and just copy those steps, man. It's it, it was very simple. I don't know, yeah. man. If, if I was gonna give a couple couple basic things, man, I learned a lot from him, man. I even went down another road of other psychology type stuff, but um, I don't know where you want to go with it.
1: But no, I, I love it all, man. I, I think it's yeah. outstanding. You know, and uh, on the you know, I'm always trying to uh, surround myself with just people like that that are better. And and sometimes it's not even you know I'll go to a mastermind or something like that, and I won't even learn anything new. But Mm -hmm. people will ask stuff, or they'll be going through the same stuff, and it just makes you feel like oh, like this is normal. Other people are going through this, and then you start to get confidence of like, oh, like, yeah, I am doing everything. Like there is no other secret. Like this is the same stuff. So sometimes it's like learning new things or getting yourself taught out of some of that negative stuff. And other times just getting reassurance of like, yeah, I am on the right track. I just got to kind of double down on that. and It all helps by being around the same people on your journey. Like Matt Serra always says, water finds its own level, you know?
0: Yeah, man, no, good point. Like, yeah, I always liked, um, yeah, whether it's events, sometimes, uh, you know, it's about this. You always learn, if you have the attitude that you want to learn something, Like you learn something, you learn that, Hey, I get this, you built confidence, you know? So, um, yeah, having that right attitude going into these situations, huge. Definitely. So
1: on on your business model now, I know you, you have started out single family, but you've scaled up now more buying holds, multifamily stuff. So talk a little bit about what you're doing on the real estate side and, and your journey of how you've transitioned into that, what your focus is on now.
0: Um, well, well, the focus mainly, you know, we still have our, our wholesaling going, uh, we're doing a little bit of it still, mainly Cleveland's rentals. So we're, we're just, you know, like I said, we could pick and choose if we want to wholesale, but it's mainly looking for rentals. Right there in Cleveland, um, we're doing mainly single family duplexes and stuff like that. Everything's under 100K um, C-class areas. So um, we got, you know, cold, so I, I'm part owner in a call center in Hermosillo, Mexico. So we have, uh, I have cold callers calling Cleveland, and I have a sales rep making the offers based on our criteria. So that's kind of the, like I mentioned earlier, that's Cleveland. Uh, same thing here uh, in Phoenix. Um, we have cold callers calling Phoenix. That's our main strategy right now. As well, and like I said, as they come in the pipeline, we wholesale on it, we in it. That's it's pretty much what we're doing. Um, so we have a mixture. I, have, I mean, I have mobile homes, condos, single families, multifamily. So I have like an eclectic <laughs> thing uh, of properties that I've, I've acquired. So i it's not a, like a special like scaling up the multifamily. and It's all I do. So it's like I said, man. Whatever the marketing and the relationships bring in, we'll make that decision, raise the money, whatever it needs to be done. But I like
1: the, you, Good, good.
0: No, no, no. I was the same, but a lot of the emphasis, it, it's there. The team is there, but it's like a lot of emphasis is really on the RIA right now. Is is where a lot of my time
1: is. I, I like that you said that because I I get yelled at a lot when I go to these things. Cause they're like, man, you got a land development deal. You got a multifamily deal you got a mobile home park you got a hotel you got a fix and flip you just did a sub to like you have to pick something and stick with it and i'm almost like but how do i turn down something that makes sense money wise like that's kind of worked for me being open to everything and like yes maybe i'm missing opportunities on niching down on a specific thing but casting a wide net has has really done well like for me just because i haven't really been as affected by changes in things or markets because i've always been kind of open to whatever it is over there, and it sounds like you're a little bit in that same boat. Of once you start yeah. to make those relationships and just look at what comes in, you just look at it and say, "Is there a way I can make money on this?" And if you can, you're you're kind of open to it, and I I like yep. that.
0: Yeah, you know, and then you could see, you know, the guys on the internet flipping forty deals, fifty deals a month. That you're like, oh, you're like, damn, what am I doing? And, yeah. and I not thinking like goes back to mindset. So sometimes i'm with you like everything you just said i'm 100 percent man i got all these different types of deals going making money i like my life i like how it's going but am i staying away from the next level right is there something maybe i'm i'm avoiding on right because there's always someone bigger and better right so it's like yeah. so do i go learn and do i want to do 40 deals a month yeah that'd be great i i don't know man like like I'm cool, man. I, I like my life where it's at. I'm having fun. I like the journey I'm on. I like the obstacles I'm hitting. I like the things we're achieving. Um, so, do you? Do we figure out how to focus in on one and, boom? Is that the right answer? Don't know, man. You know, maybe I'll get a call after this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Someone will help me. Yes, you're doing it wrong. But um, yeah, yeah, man. Good That's yeah, I operate the same way, man.
1: That's cool. That, that makes me feel a little bit better. I'm like, finally, I'm not alone. There's somebody else. That yeah, you're not alone,
0: man. Way that's true that can go back into like people getting started right like it's hard when you see someone like you see this conversation then they're going to see the other guy with the lamborghini and it's like i don't know who's right who's wrong
1: yeah yeah Yeah, i think yeah i think uh, as much as people don't want to hear about the mindset and the why It really, it it keeps you in the game because for me, like a a Lamborghini would do nothing for me. Like as far as like, this is why you need to do that. Like city guy could care less. Like all I think about is a Lamborghini is, how many guys are going to hit it before I go out in the morning and go to the deli, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Nothing for yep, me, yep. you know, but like experiences and things like that and taking care of people. So figuring out kind of what drives you, I think is, is always that's a huge. big thing and you know, parlaying into that for, for you, for the, obviously you enjoy giving back, you enjoy instructing people, you enjoy sharing your wins and your losses with people. So talk about Asria, how you've like kind of grown that, that that's an amazing thing. Cause like you said, there, there's a bunch of them out there, but the fact that you have the biggest one and you have a reputation for just being one of the most legit ones in an area like that is a huge feather in your cap, man.
0: Yeah, no, it is. There's a lot of, obviously, it comes with opportunity, right? And I think um, I want to, you know, Alan Langston's the founder of Ezra. He started in 2002, 20 years ago. And he, you know, he was an IBM executive kind of thing. He, he retired like when he was like 40. So this was like his second phase and the approach he naturally took was, how do we help Arizona? There's no, there's no one supporting Arizona real estate investors, right? You can go to as an agent or any other industry. There's an association. There's, uh, there's meetings. There's benefits. There, you know, that help that industry. There was nothing for real estate, and he was an investor himself. So that's where how the RIA was. He heard about the National RIA. So that's the main thing. So if you see someone representing a RIA, they got to have the National RIA logo. On their site because a lot of people just rip the RIA name just to get the the credibility. So, <laughs> um, just yeah, man. So, so he that's how he started, right? So naturally, he did it to help. Like there was no incentive to do more deals. He's already set. So it's like let's help people become better business, you know, business investors, right? So and so he just brought the education, the networking events, the information, the support to help all aspects of your investment business, so everyone could succeed and we can be, become better housing providers citizens citizens of Arizona. Um, so that was the goal. And, then, and when you go authentically that that route without worrying about the big payday or how many, much money can I raise? How many deals can I get done? This is that natural process, right? And then and it organically grew. Like even till the day I took over, they didn't do social media. They didn't do TV commercials. Everything was word of mouth and email. And they ever re- built this long lasting company because the reputation of the way they handled the members. Members are number one, they're not our customers. Right? You get what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm taking that approach. Cause you know what I mean? That's why we were yeah. a fit. That, that's why we aligned and he was willing to let me come into the fold as a bigger picture. Um, and I'm saying, it's not broke. You know, maybe I could throw my own you know, style on it, you know, going to the social media route and stuff and do things to support it. But that main idea is the members are first and and the rest will will work out.
1: That's outstanding, man. So I know you were saying you guys are back to doing some live stuff. How how often are you doing it? Are there streaming? Like what, is there a way other people from other markets can participate?
0: You know, great, great. Good question about the streaming, right? So um, we have members all over the country that own property here in Arizona, right? So they always want to be, see what's going on. They want the market updates that we do. Um, so we, one thing Alan always made this, was it's, it's a relationship business. So nothing beats that bond that you get in that room, shaking hands, learning something or, or helping each other out, get a deal done. So we've always been a big component of in-person. But COVID forced Zoom online, which we never shut down throughout COVID uh well in person yes but not online um but now here we are afterwards right people slow to come out they're coming back out more often now so now people are more comfortable with the online and plus we have people out of state so it's like we're trying to find that balance right now so yes it's 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 meaning or event specific uh for us personally right now as to whether it's live or not so um, we really wanted to get people back into the room, cutting deals and and helping each other out. But you know, there's more out there than online as well. so we're tr- we're trying to find that balance as we speak. we're We're gradually doing more, but we're doing five to fifteen events a month. Um, oh, wow. yeah, man, yeah, we're we're not just a meetup group that you know you show up, you know, so um, we have we have an event for almost every uh, we call them subgroup. So there's a meeting for almost every strategy in real estate we do once a month you know by it's it's uh hosted by an investor in our marketplace that is actually doing deals today so you have like a, a mentor for two hours and you just network build and learn um and then we have like a monthly event where we call our monthly meeting where we have um, a national speaker or a local speaker come in they do education um and then we have a market update so we get down the we from an investor perspective so we give Everyone, a perspective of the real estate market's going, where it was, where we're at, where we're going. Uh, We do a lot of government affairs, so our attorneys and everything. What's what's legislative? What's coming down the pipeline? Like the wholesaling HB two seven four seven. We got um, Congressman Greg Stanton coming in to speak to the group next month. We got Section Eight last month. So like all types of man, I can just talk forever. You got me going, but um, (laughs) yeah. So I tried to cover a lot. You know, so we try anything to support a real estate investor and help you make the best decisions to get your, keep your business open and go to the next step. We want to be
1: our best friend, you know, in that aspect. That's awesome, man. That that's huge. That's a, obviously a reason why you guys are doing so well. There's so much there for people. That's a ton of value for way above and beyond what most of the RIA's meetups are doing. So that's outstanding, man. Thank you, man. And it's affordable. <laughs> that so. definitely helps. Cool. I'll put folks all that stuff in there too, as well. Um, a Appreciate few. Finishing things here that uh, I I like to call it the victory lap as we kind of round things about okay. and just have some final questions over here. One of them, I know you mentioned one of them already, but do you have a book that you would like to recommend?
0: Wow, man, man, I got a lot of books. Um, but what what is a good one? That's a okay. Um, a quick read. It's called You squared.
1: U squared. I haven't heard of that one yet. It's
0: very thin. Oh man, it's like his name's like something Pritchard. It's a uh, little great book, man. You can probably read it in fifteen minutes. It, it, it basically the concept is quantum leaps, right? Like just, just taking the big jump, right? You know what I'm saying? Not he goes against the baby steps, but he, he, he gets you to think bigger. So I always recommend that because it's a, it's a quick read. Um, and then I, I, man, there's just so many, man. Um, back to my mentor, John Asraf, he has a book called The Answer, which, which uh, reshaped away, I think. But all these books, man, whether it's Thinking or Rich, Science of Getting Rich, The Answer, you know, you got to read them over and over again, not just once.
1: I love that. That's, that, that's helped me. Do you have a, uh, a favorite quote?
0: Quote, a lot of them again, but I just heard one the other day that stuck with me. It's better to take 10 steps in the wrong direction because you can fix it rather than take no
1: steps. I second that. Indecision is a massive deal killer for just life in general. So I, I, I like that one. I agree with that. What is a major real estate mistake you made that you could share with somebody else to learn from?
0: Major real estate mistake. I would say documentation. Whether it's raising money or business partners, you got to put your feelings on paper because when money comes into into the fold, people forget things. <laughs> you know so <laughs> like, like, yeah, man, like my go, when I left that business partner from my story in the beginning, we were just two guys happy to make a buck, man. You know, money comes into place. You know, I have my perspective on things, things change, move on. Then when it comes to like, hey, that's mine, that's yours, well, you guys didn't write it down. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I would say just paper trail, document everything. What's your intent?
1: Um, Always make sure it's right. I think that that's awesome, man. My buddy uh, Nathan calls it planning the divorce. He's like, before you get married, you got to plan the divorce. It's always going to happen. I was like, like that, kind of pessimistic, but also realistic. So, no, (laughs) avoid the man.
0: 100%. Man, I heard a good quote on that. uh, negotiate your relationship. Yeah. Like like you're getting a divorce. And then run it like you love each other.
1: Boom. There you go. I like that. That's gonna <laughs> yeah. that's gonna be the quote for the
0: for the episode. Yeah. There, awesome. Nice.
1: Cool. Well finally obviously talk about how do people find you asria We Heart Houses. Like talk all things Michael Delpreet.
0: Yeah we'll keep it simple, man. Well I got my own website Michael um Instagram at Michael Delpreet. It's so my full name filled out. Um
1: and then Azria.
0: you know it's uh Find us on A-Z-R-E-I-A. I mean, on Instagram, someone had the the handle, so it's Arizona underscore Ria. But like you said, you'll have it all in there, man. Just Google us. You'll find us.
1: Cool. Well, this has been awesome, man. I'm really glad we connected. I love a lot of the things you said, because it made me feel better about like, oh yeah, no, it's like same kind of thing. Yeah, so, man. Same two two same. peas in a pod, man. Shout out to Knock on Nolan for referring you and uh, everybody again, definitely follow him on social media because I think your content's been outstanding. And well, I definitely you. highly recommend shaking out Ezria because it sounds like you guys are going above and beyond for bringing value to people of all shapes and sizes, which you know I know is a lot of work. So I do appreciate you doing that, regardless of people think it's just so easy to turn the camera on and put these events. It's, it's a lot. So what you're doing is awesome. Yes. And I very much appreciate it. Thank you. Any final thoughts before I let you go? No, man. Once again,
0: thanks for having me on the podcast. Thanks for reaching out and being consistent and staying on top of me, man. Um, I'm glad we did it. And, uh, yeah, thanks so much, man. I appreciate it.
1: Well, you've been awesome, man. You bring your A-game to everything you do, and you have brought your A-game to this interview, my friend. So I hope you're doing well. I hope you have an awesome week. Thank you for coming on. Michael Dupree, ladies and gentlemen.